0: Well, Dougals, it is um, a Saturday night podcast, and we just witnessed something really uh, bizarre, a roller coaster, and uh, Washington uh, comes from behind down 21 to nothing at halftime against Utah to win 24 to 21, and there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things that gave me heartburn, a lot of things that that were thrilling, (laughs) Um, but I guess we'll just start off by uh, I'll just kind of hand the mic to you for starters. What do you What's going through your head right now?
1: Oh man, I mean, there's there's just so much to unpack. Uh, what an emotional Dug roller coaster uh, that was. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, we were we were Dugan so hard. The whole board was the last this last week in particular because because Oregon State and Arizona happened and. No matter how much we kind of wanted to tell ourselves it was just Oregon State, it was just Arizona, um, it, it, we couldn't help but feel like we were, you know, in the running for something special, and everything was clicking, and, and Morris just looked like the second coming as far as decision making, and and so, and then the, and then the Beaver, you know, the Bees beat Oregon, so now we're really starting to think that maybe the Bees are figuring it
0: out, and 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 they're, they're and, not and, that after all, <laughs> and we spent the week taunting BYU fans, so.
1: Yeah, we had we had so many victories. We beat we beat BYU. We beat the Coug. We beat the Ducks. Yeah, you know, we beat. It was like the ultimate Duke dream of a buildup for a game against Utah, and then that first half happened, and I'm sitting there, starting to like, did I really just push all my chips in on an Oregon State and Arizona victory? You know, I, I just went full Duke after beating Sumlin. You know, and and so it was like this. This this pretty scary moment, and the team looked terrible. Everything that we thought was, uh, you know, Morris's kind of X factor that his his moxie employees had just completely gone away. He started uh, making those bad decisions that we expect from a freshman, and it was just it was just an awful first half. But but and what was they taking you? Oh, he said we needed
0: a. I we needed saying, some fire sort of Donovan. defensive,
1: <laughs> yeah, fire Donovan or defensive uh, <laughs> touchdown, which we almost did need. Yes, um, but yeah, I mean the the game from the first half. I mean, I, I don't even know how to start this. If we want to just break down the the awful first half, or just it just dude about the second half comeback. But I mean, even yeah, Jimmy let's... Lake, how do you want to pursue this? Because there's just so much so much here.
0: Yeah, let's let's I guess kind of just take it chronological. Um, we we don't need to obviously dwell on the first half because it didn't end up being the ultimate outcome. But um, but that was like some of the worst football that we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and and as I posted on the boards and texted you, I and texted another friend of mine. I said, uh, Jimmy Lake is Jim Lambright until he isn't. Um, yeah,
1: no, it looked it looked pretty bad. The, the decision to <laughs> Fake field goal, run out of time, and push it back to a 40-yarder without calling a timeout was one of the worst uh, head coaching blunders I think I've seen in a while. I mean, if you're, if you're going to fake the field goal, I think they were actually going to run a play there. They, they must have, because I don't know how you don't call a timeout once you see the clock going down. Um, no. And, and then, I mean, that, that was like a 10-point swing because they end up scoring, you know, before half again you know it really should have been 14-0 going into the half you know or at least 14-3 and and uh and so it just completely was all on Jimmy uh on that on that that sequence and i just i really i was concerned at that point but um but man what a
0: turnaround and, and do you remember uh back in the uh the willingham days when we had um we had uh uh, Tim Lepano is the offensive coordinator, and it seemed like mm-hmm. every single first to ten we'd run up the middle for a gain of one. Yep. And yep. so it was just like that today, except it would always be on second and long, and we would run up the middle, usually with McGrew, an undersized McGrew, and he'd just get stuffed. And you would see it coming each time, and then it would be like uh, after the first down play, it would be like, okay, we're going to run up the middle now for no gain, and it's going to be third and nine, so what's our third and nine play going to be, even though second down hadn't even run yet. And it was really getting, uh, I don't know, you could either say comical or maddening or whatever. Um, and so that part was where then I started texting, it's, you know, Donovan's got to go and all this, and yeah. it me being a little bit dramatic, but, uh, but uh, I didn't understand that at all. Um, no, it, it was it,
1: it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty uh, obvious what was going on. And then the worst part was the the third down pass for four yards. You know, so it's yes. an automatic punt. And it was like, all right, second and ten, run up the gut for one or two, and then uh, third third and eight, uh, four yard pass, punt. It was just like, okay, can we can we mix this up a little? I understand you're trying to stick to something, but the one thing that Whittingham knows how to do is coach DL. Um, and we were just going into into the the heart of their defense consistently and predictably. It just didn't make any sense.
0: So if they're stacking the line like that, then why wouldn't you try to use your your speed to stretch things vertically? And then since Morris has a good, generally speaking, has a good feel in terms of rolling out and avoiding some pressure, why not start moving and have a moving pocket there? And let him throw on the run. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I just Mm -hmm. didn't understand any of that. And we don't need to dwell on that because ultimately Washington won the game, but it was something that was really uh, starting to uh, piss me off, you know, frankly, but, uh,
1: go ahead. Yeah. We saw, we saw with, with, with Morris at the end, he, he is great when he's moving around and making intermediate throws on the run. He feels comfortable there. I mean, that's the, and we have big bodied receivers. I mean, Nakua, was, was making some serious uh, plays at the end there, and obviously Otten was just the star once again. But, Ugh. I mean, it, if, that's, if that's what we're good at, like we, we need to, to, to utilize that part of his game more, move him around, shake it up, loosen it up. Because my dad, who doesn't know anything about football except just watching and hoping we win, is sitting there, and he's like, man, we, <laughs> we're just running right into nine white jerseys every single time. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then once we start loosening it up a little bit and moving them around, I mean, guys are open and and for the most part they hung on to the ball. A few, a few, <laughs> few frustrating drops, but um, <laughs> what a what a game! That was that went from the worst game I've seen to one of the best I've seen. And I mean, that's what that's what makes this game so great. I, I just uh, what a what a roller coaster.
0: Yeah, and my, I was watching the game likewise with my dad, and and he is not one to. Uh, curse very much. Um and in fact the only times I've ever heard him use really really severe language was a um well first of all tonight at the, towards the end of the first half he was he was uh, <laughs> it raised my eyebrows I was like wow dad, Um yeah. and then the, the other time would have been after the 98 Oahu Bowl when when Lambright uh, his final game where they lost to Air Force 45 to 25 uh and and that one, he really let loose a blue streak. But uh, um, but uh, but I tell you what, that second half though, uh, you know, they they score the quick touchdown, they get the interception, they kick the field goal, and the defense. I hate saying bend and break, and I don't even know if you could call it that. But they get the big turnover when they really needed it. And we'll get into some of these individual performances. But ZTF is the, the guy's a monster. Um, yeah, and and we haven't had a player like that in a long, long time at that level, or at least where it seems like he's projecting to here. So,
1: oh my God, DTF, 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 100%. Uh, I don't know what the I don't know what is going on with that guy, but he was being doubled every single play, he was being held every single play. I, the the rest were just letting it go. I mean, and that sequence which forced the final punt where he had back-to-back sacks, and, that, and the one on third down, he, he was just a straight power bull rush through a double team, knocks one of the guys over who holds him from his back, and you actually see him drag this lineman, this O-lineman, uh, a little bit and breaks through and makes the sack. It was one of the most impressive plays I've seen, and it, it was just it's just nonstop, and he really had a forced sack. They called that terrible penalty where he pretty much uh, clotheslined the quarterback in the chest plate, and and should have had another sack fumble uh, on his stat sheet. I mean that guy has he just took over that game. And then of course even at the end when they're in hail mary mode, he was the one moving the pocket, forcing the pressure. He just it, it just was. I, I wasn't around. I was four years old when Steve Etman was around, and all I all I know of Steve Etman is from the VHS cassette, uh, The Perfect Season, and my dad <laughs> and I would watch that thing over and over and over again. And and I've seen some plays, but that was. I don't think I've seen someone on the end uh, with the power moves like, like ZTF at Washington. I mean, just, just bull dozing guys uh, and closing that pocket and then knowing how to finish. You know, he was, he, we have some other guys on the team who seem to get there and just can't bring anyone down. But, um, but, but ZTF is playing on another level right now. Um, that's an all American level. That's a, I'm not going to be playing college much longer uh, type of level and and I'm just I wish we had I wish we had more of a season to see what he can really do because he's he's just unbelievable at this le- right now.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll just briefly cite something going back a little bit further uh, before you were born actually, but um, 1982 Washington UCLA game at Husky Stadium and that was when um, the Huskies won 10 to 7 late in the season and it was Washington was something like ranked. Ranked fourth in the country, and UCLA was ranked second or something like that. And um, Mark Stewart, the outside linebacker for the Huskies, he had six quarterback sacks that game. Um, But I don't. But the the only thing that I can compare in terms of the just the power of, of ZTF. Uh, the the, uh, the degree of power that he's exhibiting when he's bull rushing these linemen uh, would be Steve Entman. I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of any other Husky that even comes close, really. Maybe um, – uh, uh, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank. What's uh, the um, – Vea, Vita Vea. Uh, Vita Bea, thank you very much, yes. That's the only thing I can think of that comes close.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was and, also and coming the interior. interior, you know. You yeah. Know. Uh, there's just nothing – we haven't seen anything like him. And then the fumble recovery at the end, too. having He even kind of bobbled it and made a nice little athletic play with his hands to secure it and, and run down the sidelines, which with our offense struggling, those 24 yards or whatever it was he grabbed were were big, you know. And, uh, the, and Elijah Molden, if we just kind of keep going in there, the way that he's in on almost every single play, um, just looking small mm-hmm. but making big hits, he really is like the Buddha 2.0 um, of this defense. And, and, but I mean, just, I, I cannot, I cannot believe that performance by ZTF. It was, um, that was God. He went total God mode there and, and really dominated. And, uh, my, my favorite, uh, I got to shout out Duke Kirk's right now. He was just, he had a, a, a sequence on the game thread where he's just throwing the, the South park Randy gifts. And, uh, he, he, <laughs> he threw the, I didn't hear the bell. And it was just – it was like ZTF to the board, and that guy did not give up. He single-handedly uh, just started really pushing this, this game in in our favor because the offense wasn't wasn't really clicking still. Yeah, we had a couple nice drives, and things were starting to look, look up, but I didn't have much faith in, in the offense, and they stalled out, and they had a couple turnovers again, and, and uh, it, it was the defense – had pretty much we've seen this in the in the other Peterson era comebacks, it falls short where we just get completely hand, like blasted Ohio State, Penn State, um, you know other games I think Stanford or even Arizona State where we just have nothing going on and the defense seems to keep us there and then as soon as the offense gets its shit together the defense finally kind of gives out and there was a little bit of a, a worry about that and then out of nowhere uh, i think it was kyler gordon puts his helmet on the ball on the freshman uh, creating that fumble and just it, it just was an incredible incredible tale to to have and and, and Jimmy Lake seeing him on national TV afterwards, kind of, he was kind of hyped up too. You, you could tell he didn't really, he
0: oh, yeah. did really
1: uh, get the transcript of it. There's not much he said, but it didn't really matter. You could tell he was stoked. And I mean, that was a huge win for, for Washington because um, here we were again, at the precipice of finally breaking through and, you know, Oregon lost and it's our turn to, to really be the premier program of the North and the Pac-12 and, and do it on a national stage. And we completely shook the bed and, and it could have just been such a bad, sad story. And everyone would fold the tent and, and, and just, you know, oh, just chalk it up to 2020 in a COVID season. And, and now it's like, no, we're still Dugan, We're still, we're still in the hunt. We're still you know, and, uh, and we control our destiny as long as, I mean, I, I think Stanford might just uh, defund its entire program at this point. I don't know what's going to happen next week, but, <laughs> um, but, but it sounds like if you're in the San Jose area, you're, uh, you're not allowed to leave your house. So, uh, but, but, this – this that was just – it could have gone south. I expected to go south. I don't think a Peterson coach team wins that. There has to be a little bit more of a oh, swag. No. Um uh and, and we came through in a big, big way. And really, uh, it, we could have come back for more. We could have pushed that even more. Um, if the offense got its stuff together earlier, uh, it, it really – the, the stars made plays when it mattered, and that's the difference, right? Especially offense. Yes. got involved. Cade Otten, I think he caught three three catches on that final drive, right? Um, Moore's obviously just looking to him in desperation. Like, I, hey, let's just go to him. And, and guess what, Donovan? Uh, nobody can stop him at this level. So it, you just got to keep going to Cade Otten. and um, that's where your quarterback feels comfortable throwing. That's where he's accurate. That's where he he seems to like to go. So just keep doing it, and and I think that what we saw today is we ran the ball straight at the gut at Utah's strength. I think we had like 88 yards, less than four yards of carry. Um, I doubt we'll see another front like that. Maybe USC in the championship game, if that even exists. Um, but but uh, this team showed resilience well, and the stop stars there? You're, you're, came you're
0: out for I'm so sorry to interrupt, but uh, why stop there? You were talking playoffs a week ago. Why not just say, uh, why don't we just do a, a preview of Washington, Alabama right now? What do you say? Hey,
1: why not? Why not? Hey, you know what? Hey, who, who do they have on the edge? Who's their OT? I, I, I put DTS up against anyone right now. I, I, I mean, we didn't have Bowman. And people make excuses. We're down a bunch of guys. You know, like that's our second string defensive line. We don't have Thule, Latu, Bowman. We lost Tryon and Levi before the draft. Levi, but this is yeah. not this is not the team that on the front that we thought we were going to have, and yet we are we are doing <laughs> way better than projected. And and this game in particular, we needed Bowman. He wasn't there. Smalls did okay, but obviously there was a drop off. He's he's still learning. Um, yes. And ZTF really had to put all the pressure on his back, and he completely delivered. I mean, the stars came out when we needed him to do it. Molden with the pick. Um, you know, just uh, I, can't, I can't say how different that is than, than the Peterson, especially in the last year, you know, And uh, where we kind of just expected us to fold and you could see it and there was no fire. Um, the Stanford game, I think, last year really was a frustrating one where they had, like, their second-string OL pushing around our guys, and there just yes. was no, no 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 desire to seem to want to win and and this game showed that these guys wanted to win and, and they had the talent to do so and they finally executed when it mattered. I mean, what else can we? I mean, what else can we ask for except for the next team that can come to cross and, and win the North, get a Pac-12 title, and wherever it hap- whatever happens happens. You know, I'm, I've, got, I've gone from I can't believe I, I called us out for for going to the Natty after beating Arizona to I'm, I'm right back there again. You know, like I mean, I mean why not win, win the Pac-12 and see what happens? Like I, I don't I don't know where else to go with this game.
0: Well, the funny thing too is that uh, two things I'll say. First of all, like. Uh, Right at halftime, I turned to my dad and I said, uh, well, you know what? We had such a fun week at Hardcore Husky, and I guess all good things have to end, you know, um, And uh, but, but we could keep going now with it, <laughs> so, uh, you know, why not, uh, especially how shitty this year has been, not just in regards to football, but just in regards to reality and COVID and all that. Uh, it, this past week has been a, uh, the most fun on Hardcore Husky that we've had uh, all year. Um, yeah, and oh, a few Yeah, you know, and and some old faces have been coming back, and and uh, and that's been real good. And shout out to Wilbur Hooks, nice to see him back in the fold. Um, <laughs> Wilbur Hooks hands, I should say, not the Wilbur Hooks. Um, but uh, and also, you said a few uh, minutes ago in regards to the post game interview that was on national TV there, where, where Jimmy Lake was talking with some fire to the reporter there. Um, and the thing is, it's like. Uh, under Peterson, even when we got wins, there was always just this constipated emotion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was and it was mm-hmm. always just like, and, and, and that would translate to the players. It would translate to the fan base. and It just it just everything just felt constricted and and uh, and to see him, uh, you, you saw that fire in his eyes uh, while he was talking and stuff, and that excitement and everything. And that t- that type of thing is really contagious. And so it was really uh, really nice to see. Um, and uh this basically um just you know you look at what the team has done this year in a certain sense you could argue it hasn't really done anything because our schedule is not very strong uh and at the same time we're we're 3 and 0 and um Oregon state may not be quite as bad as we thought when we, when we beat them a couple weeks back and uh you know that Utah team may be 0 and 2 but they're not a bad team and that quarterback I, you know, at Bentley, I thought he was uh, he was certainly uh, serviceable. So, one other thing I'll throw your he's, way, though.
1: He's, he's SEC battle-tested, so welcome to the pack, bud.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he, he certainly didn't look uh, rattled or he didn't look like shit or anything. I mean, he was uh, um, not bad at all. Um, but, uh, you know, we were talking about statistics and stuff, and one guy that we haven't mentioned was uh, Fascio with 14 tackles.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was funny because yeah he was everywhere. Uh, it, it it didn't it didn't seem like it because all the huge impact impact plays were were made by ZTF. But yeah, he was cleaning up the mess. Uh, kind of going back to Jimmy Lake though in the fire, seeing that uh, sure uh, personal foul on a slew of Huskies for celebrating together after the pick. Um, it, it, it was just that was great. That was my I love <laughs> if the, the game if it doesn't affect the, the possession and we're taking knees. I mean, screw it, man. Just run around the field, talk a little shit, let them know we're here because uh, that that stuff rubs off. I mean, this is this is the new modern age where I, I want to get that swag back. We can't just sit here and, and, you know, win with dignity and lose with dignity. And it's just like, fuck, we've got to have some fun, you know. And that was a big play. It was an emotional game. I just love seeing the entire team kind of go through and do a celebration together and flags fly everywhere. And it's like, you know. Let the kids have fun they want they, they won the game you know, it's, it, it, it's one and one of my least favorite <laughs> one of my least favorite flags that they throw i can 't believe they do it, is when they actually take points off the board because a guy like high steps to the end zone or points his finger to the sky I, I hate that, uh, but that yes. was a case where it, like we had got the possession um, and it was just all extracurricular at that point, yes. and we were taking knees and so it, I mean you know that that would have never flown before and i 'm not saying that 's the reason we won, but i mean. The, you know Peterson for being the psychologist, you think he, he got a little uh, a little too tight, and, and maybe maybe he did us a real big service by, by bouncing out when he did because he could have milked the paycheck for God knows with Washington, he could have been there for another four or five years, uh, just making what he was making and, and doing absolutely nothing so uh, I, I kind of have to respect Peterson for bowing out, uh, knowing that he, he no longer had that, and then handing it over to Jimmy Lake, who by all means, hang he, on
0: is just roaring. Hang on. I gotta stop you. Um because if we were one and two or oh and three right now, we'd be like, Fuck you know, they didn't even do any sort of due diligence. Did they interview anybody other than Lake? What the fuck? You know. Yeah. So. No, I know. Right. Well so it's true, it's true.
1: But hey, but we're three so. though. That's I mean that's the world that we live in, right? Winners win. And 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 it's you play who's in front of you and, and we got to beat BYU again. Just like I I went over to their boards and they were just celebrating initially that Washington was so terrible and how like, you know, it went to be able to help them to play to us. And then watching us come back, they were like, oh shit, here we go again. And then there was, you know, (laughs) it was just, it was just ultimate uh, victory for, for the Huskies. I wish we had just smashed them and I wanted like a 60 to nothing game in front of national TV, but this this probably, no one was probably watching us in the beginning portion, they were watching the Texas A&M game, I'm sure, so uh, they just tuned in to watch us with a comeback, and, and, and Morris, um, after having really a shitty game, coming through in the clutch, making the throws he needed to make, and finally uh, getting that help from his playmakers, Nakua made a diving catch that was spectacular, oh, yes. um, that really kind of helped on, I think it was a third down or something, and and, I mean, they, they Utah is a team that matches up with Washington typically in the trenches. Just not, you know, they, they always seem to have um, uh, some big guys on the DL, and they always seem to have, at least Whittingham compared to some of the other coaches, is smart and plays to his strengths, you know. Um, and he's kind of like, a, that's to, to borrow the term from last week, a Walmart Peterson uh, in a lot of ways, and he kind of gets a little yeah. tight and makes some boneheaded decisions that cost some games too. Uh, but but we we came through and and really asserted our dominance at the at the end of that game and and the and the playmakers bailed Morris out. Uh, Pleasant made a great spin move. I mean, just everyone. It just was like poetry in motion at the end there, and you couldn't have drawn it up any better. And this team really deserves some credit for that. I was furious after that first half, and and, and the way that they came back. Um, this has to this has to bleed onto the recruiting trail. Um, you feel like you know we talk about this week after week. This is a huge transition season for Washington football, where this program is going, um, yes. the trajectory of it. And, and so this game, this could have been real bad. This could have really halted any of that momentum. The boards would have been back to shit. Uh, and now we get to see some more Dugan. Uh, I mean, winning cures everything. It's good to be a part of a team that wins, and and people are coming back out of the woodwork and. Uh it's, it's good to see and, and, and on to the next one, you know.
0: Yeah, um, and then let's uh, address a few uh, smaller details here and uh, look forward to next week and we'll then conclude the show and we'll do some shout-outs, of course. Um, Got to do the shout-outs. <laughs> Got to do the shout-outs. Uh, but, uh, throw a cu- I'm going to throw a couple names at you here just to get your uh, impressions. Uh, Cam Davis only had two carries today. I was a little bit surprised about that. Um, and also we didn't see Fig Newton at all. So your your thoughts there.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know if he it was put in the doghouse because I, I felt like he could have used Newton. In a game where it's like a one yard in a cloud of dust, Newton gets from zero yards to three yards faster than any back we have on the team. He seems yes. to be that one cut and just explodes hard into contact and, and kind of goes through. Um, so I thought this game, if we were going to have that as a game plan, where Donovan's just sticking to this run up the gut, I would have liked to have seen Newton in there. So I was shocked. I don't know what's going on with that. Cam Davis, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, last week I just called, I want to see him get more carries, and he got pretty much zero action. Um, the only thing I could think of is he put it in the upperclassmen's hands and said, this is a ball control game. We just wanted to grind out, not not lose the ball, and, 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 and really that's maybe what the idea was, but Pleasant and, and McGrew actually got free for one, but it was it was it was a tough day for the line. The offensive line was not opening up holes like they did against Oregon State and Arizona, and there was really nowhere to go. And the play calling, John Don's play calling, I don't know if he's an idiot savant or what the hell's going on, but um, you know it was pretty predictable. And he did not help Morris out. Third and longs all night, um, you know, and they were stacking the box and were running straight into him. So of yes. course we're going to average three, you know, three point something yards per carry. Someone pointed out that USC only had 90 90 yards against them last week as well. So this is a team that's built for that. The fact that we have a Kate Otten and a Puka Nakua and some other weapons on the outside and didn't seem to exploit them um, earlier earlier in the game and kind of waited until desperation mode to go there is a little concerning because the saving grace of, of, of John Don has been well, maybe he's sticking to this because it's working. Like we're gouging teams on the ground. So, of course, we're just going to keep pounding to it. So we're just, you know, sticking with what works until they can stop it. Well, this was a game where it maybe shows that he didn't really switch it up maybe soon enough. Uh, and when he did, we started hitting the play actions. And, of course, that stuff opened up. And we had the success with Ottens getting two grabs, two touchdown grabs. And, and, again, I think eight catches, 108 yards. And um, Puka had six or something. And it, it, those those guys were open um but but yeah you'd like to see him switch. you know it shouldn't be such tough letting uh just to have a few payoffs down at the end we should have been able to integrate that game plan of moving Morris around a little bit sooner um and maybe he'll learn from it now he's every week it's still still a young team young quarterback and he's got to be feeling him out but um it, it ended up uh quite uh quite a beautiful uh result at the end but uh, you know, I'd like to see I'd like to see this team uh, mix it up a little bit more. And they said we're going to be dynamic. Well, let's let's open it up.
0: Yeah, and it's like if Utah had it, if if their front four on defense had been beating us in the in the trenches, um, I can understand a little bit more the idea and the philosophy of continuing to pound the rock with the idea that you're going to eventually loosen it up and everything. But when they're loading the box like that. It's just inexcusable to me, especially when you're sending an undersized guy like McGrew in in between the tackles right into the teeth of that repeatedly on second and long. Um, uh, I I was just beside myself with that. I just couldn't understand the philosophy there. It did not make any sense at all. Um, mm-hmm. and then, and then the other thing like you and I were talking last week and I was saying that, uh, there was instances uh, during the game last week where, uh, you know, it would have liked to really seen a little swing pass to Cam Davis and, and hit, have that speed hit the edge. And likewise today, I thought, um, there was one play I know where we ran wide with him and it didn't work out, but I uh, turned to my dad and I said, you know what? I don't have a problem with that particular play because, the philosophy was was good, and I think that four times out of five that's going to be successful there um, and it's certainly more successful than trying to pound up the middle right into the teeth of their strength you know and then there was mm-hmm. there was one there was one play where we did run up the middle on a second down, and McGrew busted it for about twenty five yards or so. But I was actually disappointed in that because I thought it was just a stupid call and it just we got lucky you know so um uh,
1: but, the the run, the run game was yeah the cam davis only getting two carries the run game was pretty uh it, it was not what we thought it was going to be but but I, you know it, we we got it done somehow some way so it did open it up but in the, in the those last couple drives you really saw saw what we can do with the intermediate passing game with Morris on the move and that should be the focus i would actually like to see especially Cam Camp Davis with his hands, he showed. Like, I'd like to see us go empty yes. backs every now and then. You know, mm. when they're stacking it like that, like let's let's actually yes. go empty back against a team that's stacking. And, and Nakua on slants is pretty much unstoppable, it seems like. He's bigger than everyone else, and he's fast enough to get open. Um, and, and let's do some – let's start start messing with that. <laughs> I hate to say it, a little bit of an air raid concept wrinkle uh, for teams that are just going to come down so hard on us because I think we have – a quarterback that can make quick decisions and throw accurately and quickly in the intermediate range. So uh, let's let's move that around a little bit, at least have that a package when some teams are – I mean, there was straight up nine, ten guys in the box, a lot of them. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't even close. It was like, hey, please do anything but run up the middle. Um, and,
0: uh, and, hey, and let's so run up, the, up middle. the middle. Yeah, it, it really was
1: a, a little, a little cut. with our 135
0: pound out. tailback. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah and, so and, I don't know
1: if Newton, Newton's hurt or anything like that, but this was like a Newton game if there ever was one, and we didn't see yeah. it. Yeah,
0: and uh, and that's by the way, I'm I'm you know I'm joking about Sean McGrew and stuff, but I like him. I mean, he's a good hard runner and he's tough, and so this is not a a put down of him per se, even though I just said he was 135 pounds. But my whole point is, is it. He's he's undersized, and you're running into the, these big, giant monsters that uh, Utah has up front, so it just didn't make any sense. Um, I was going to say one more thing before we got to the shout-outs, shout outs and I'm um, drawing a blank now on what that uh, – God, there was one more player I wanted to bring up. And, oh, oh, I remember what it was. It was in regards to here's a deal going forward with Dotten. Because I think I know that I'm looking at the stats here, and he had eight catches for 108 yards and two touchdowns, and I believe all that was in the second half because right at halftime, I got a text from Volcano Dog, and he said, what is missing in this? And he was all pissed off, Um, and it was a box score, and there was like no carries from from Newton, and then uh, Otten had zero catches, I think, if I recall correctly. So here's the deal. Why don't we uh, target Otten from the jump, and then if teams are taking that away, then you use him as a decoy, and you use your outside speed to stretch the field vertically and and let's make him pay that way because they can't be the defense can't be everywhere all at once so um you know uh let's let's like you said, let's see we go in back out oh, let's show some new wrinkles here come on so
1: yeah well yeah let's let's make the guy the all american that he is, and let's feed him uh, the 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 thing i mean if you really want to take a step back and, and what I think john Don's doing is He's saving these play-action hits, these routes for Otten, that he knows if he jams it up the, up the middle, you know, ten times in a row, that he's going to find Otten streaking wide open and we're going to get touchdowns off of it. And he did. Um, you know, but it, it shouldn't be so painful. We can have other creative ways to get that same – that same payoff, and uh, I, I agree. At, at this, but meanwhile, level, we fall the, by
0: twenty-one zero. You know, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. The big payoff. Yeah. It's a long con by Donovan. Uh, yeah, twenty-one <laughs> zero. Trust me, guys. I got, I got, I got this. I got this. It's all under control. Jimmy Lake looking at him cross-eyed from behind the mask, like, "What the fuck did I do?" <laughs> and uh, you know, but he pulled, he pulled it off, and and uh, but but you know, a guy like Otten, yeah, you'd like to see just just especially because. Once once Morris starts hitting him, I mean, he even dropped the ball. That that snap, it was almost a disaster. He just immediately picks it up, looks for Otten. Um, there was another nice, like, third and short where uh, essentially it was like a pick play, and Otten had it in the flat really quickly and it was guaranteed first down. I mean, they have plays dialed up specifically for Otten, obviously, um, and those seem to make Morris a more comfortable guy. I mean, how how great is it to have that at your disposal? So, yeah, I would like to see us – you know instead of trying to get cute and like oh they'll never know when we're actually going to go to our superstars just go to the superstar go to the superstar and see if they can even handle him and if you throw a pick you throw a pick because he's going to do it anyways from what we saw today he's going to start making some bad decisions but get him comfortable move him around and get Otten's hands on the ball because there's nothing bad that happens when it goes in his direction I mean it's it just seems to be the, the the way to go and and with, uh, with Nakua, I think kind of took that next step today. Hopefully he can build yeah. off that. It wasn't like a monster, monster game, but six catches and he started being the consistent go-to. I know Bynum got hurt there, um, and that's what I want to see. Nakua is our most talented receiver. So I want to see yeah. him starting to get those looks, you know, and he, 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 I think there was very, very minimal drops. I didn't see any attempts to McMillan or Rome or um, pretty much. It was a, it was, it was such a bad offensive performance. But when when the rubber met the road, it was straight. You know, Otten, Bynum, Nakua, uh, you know, and then running backs. And that's like, right? <laughs> that was it. I mean, we really kind of showed our cards as far as who we trust with the ball and, and who he's going to go to. And I'm, I'm fine with that because that's why you recruit these big time players. You know, you get these guys in your program, and you want to see them perform. The idea, uh, the difference between the four-star, five-star guy and the three-star guy is the four-star, five-star guy in crunch time is going to take over and out-talent the other players and, and, and make the plays that, that are going to be the difference. Because everyone out there on the field is, you know, a scholarship D1 athlete. To some extent, they can make plays. But can you do it when it matters and everyone's hyper-focused, locked in, ready to go, and there's pressure? Like, that, that's, that's the difference. And, and our guys showed up. They showed up in that way. Dylan showed up, uh, Nakua, Otten. Um, it, it was just uh, pleasant even. You know, that, that spin move was huge. Um, that catching back out, out of the backfield, Uh-oh. put the spin move yeah. to ensure he gets the first down. I mean, little plays, all the little things that we needed to do correctly in crunch time, we actually did them, executed, and that's a big win. I don't know if we do that in, in the Peterson era. Like, I don't think I've seen that from a team where you're just like, okay, where's the collapse going to happen? Where's the collapse? Who's going to drop the ball? Who's going to, you know, who's going to fuck this up? And it just didn't happen. Um, And that was, that was, that was the biggest takeaway is this team has that in their back pocket. Um, It's college football. We've seen it time and time again. Upsets happen. It's a bunch of 18 year old kids um, and, and you never know how locked in they are. I think Wilner, uh, or one of the uh, columnists tweeted out, it looks Washington's playing like they, par- they celebrated Oregon's loss all night, you know, and it was true. They kind of yeah. came out like we, we thought we were something that we weren't, and we got punched in the mouth and we had to respond. Uh, and it, it, it was just the fact that we did and can say we're 3-0. I mean, that's another, that's another huge uh, building block for what this young team can do moving forward. They can always uh, uh, lean on this experience.
0: I know Oregon State's two and two, but from what I've seen so far, I think Utah was clearly a superior team to Oregon State. Would you agree?
1: Yes, uh, Utah. They, they got some. I mean, last week was what their first game, shaky yeah. against USC. It's tough. That's a tough call, right? And and yes, yes. And from what I saw, I mean, with the Pac-12, it's in the trenches. Their quarterback, they may have the right quarterback playing now. I think that that guy uh, who wasn't starting last week. Uh, and, and the transfer from South Carolina actually looked better. I forget his name now, but uh, their quarterback—I think that they had playing today—showed some surprising mobility. Uh, he took some hits and and he made some made some throws. So, uh, but all in all, uh, I would say that that's probably—I don't know if they're going to be able to play another game, but that's a hard that's a hard team to to beat uh, for how Pac-12 teams are typically uh, uh, typically set up. So, uh, I think that that was probably the hardest game that we played. And uh, Oregon State's still to even until they're not, you know,
0: yeah, <laughs> um, so I guess in conclusion, uh we want some uh, shout outs here, um gotta get some of these out of the way, uh sway kind of a pity one, but shout out to sway um, I, uh,
1: shout out shout out to sway, uh, I know there's a part of his inner his inner youth that, that hurts seeing the huskies come back like that, um, but you know it is what it is, uh sway. Uh, sorry that half of you had to lose today, and uh, uh <laughs> I want to do a quick shout out to to McAdaw. He said his grandma passed away, who was a big dude oh. uh, uh, she passed away after the uh, Arizona game sometime this week, and uh, he you know her her she would have been pissed off at how the first half went, but the the fact that the huskies came back and won one they they won one for macadog 's grandma tonight so shout out uh, macadog and uh, RIP grandma um
0: uh, let's see, who else have we got out there? I'm gonna uh, give you one other pur- shout outs. Yeah, I'm gonna give one to Purple Throbber here. Um uh, I'm gonna <laughs> quote one of his posts. I don't know if you know what's coming or not, but uh <laughs> oh, so it says when making mad, passionate love to a woman dot dot dot. Beth Mullen's voice is the last sound I'd want to hear. So <laughs>
1: He's probably talking from experience uh I I, I I i don't have the stones you have to shout out a guy with a screen name like that i can't uh it's just uh, only a hardcore husky uh who else who else was uh, i mean i already gave him a shout out shout out to Perks uh for uh, all the all the gif energy uh, shout out to uh some these are some old ones pause. I've seen. I've actually met Paz in real life. He's a good guy. Shout out Race mm-hmm. Bannon, the, the old timer who got me on. He's like, uh, you know, he's he's the the standard of of podcasters. And uh, I know I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, on here if he hadn't uh, given given me a recommendation. So shout out Race Bannon. I'm like the the AOC to his Nancy Pelosi. We're we're taking <laughs> over here. <laughs> like no, the, dude, people dude don't know it, Ben. But...
0: Race had met uh, Douglas down at the Rose Bowl, and uh, so I uh, was talking to Race uh, in uh, in private, and I just said, "Hey, uh, how do you how do you think this uh, Douglas guy would do on a podcast?" And he said, "I think he'd be awesome." So, that's uh, kind of the behind the scenes stuff there. Uh, I'm glad, and, and glad he, that
1: could please the dozens of listeners. Good,
0: <laughs> uh, and you—you you made a—you made well. I well like when when Kyle Ben and Matt Rogers and I did a podcast. I guess about a decade ago now, but um, we peaked out at eleven thousand downloads a week, and so we have uh, ways to go with that as we try to build this back up. Um, Sad uh, to see you,
1: how far you've fallen, Derek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sad to see, uh, but you know, you never know. <laughs> we might get there. So. Um, but uh, I was gonna say one other thing in regards to oh man it went out of my head I was gonna be a shout out to somebody here. Um, damn it! Uh, I know you said that. Do you already gave one to Duke Kruks? But um, but he also I guess he got lectured by his wife to chill the fuck out during the fourth quarter. So um.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. I was doing the same thing. I, I had I, I was screaming, you know, and and uh, I was told uh, I was told to to stop being such an emotional uh, uh, person uh, by my significant other there. And uh, it's one way to put it nicely. So I, uh, yeah, it's, it's Husky football, man. We, we know that, uh, we know that we just we just typically don't pull it off at the uh, at the end, and, and this team seems to be doing it. So I'm all about it. Um, I'm on the boards right now. I'm trying to see if I see a, a name. Shout out to Grendel. You always got to give Grendel a shout out when you can. Uh, he's just he's that guy's the lifeblood. Uh, oh yeah. yeah.
0: Pull shout it down to, up there in uh, index.
1: Shout out to Husky J Dab. Husky, I've met Husky J Dab too a couple times. I got some funny Husky J Dab stories. Um, uh, we'll keep those ones off the air for now, and then uh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll move on. But uh, but yeah, it was a nice. great. It, I mean, what a great uh, game overall. Uh, teams talking shit came back, got punched in the mouth, and I uh, couldn't be happier. Uh, you know, Jimmy Lake. Hopefully, he looks at that. They they, they have again. If you're going to make mistakes, get it on tape and and make bad decisions in crunch time, like he did with the with the missed timeout and the field goal. Uh, to do do all the things that we did wrong in, in one half, and then somehow come out with a, a victory against one of the better coach teams and one of the more competitive teams in the Pac-12 um, in recent years. It's a uh, that's huge. I mean, we really are a young team, had no business winning, and we did. And that's 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 the main takeaway, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think that we, uh, we've we already discussed before we started recording uh, what the title of this episode will be. But I know that the, like, my initial one was because uh, somebody posted on the board about 89 Ute is on a suicide watch or whatever. Um, <laughs> but then, as you pointed out, given what's going on with COVID and everything, that's probably really, really uh, tasteless <laughs> right now. So uh, we'll avoid that one. Uh, and then the other one, uh, which you said about ten minutes ago, which had me laughing, was uh, the what did you say, Donovan's long con game, or what did you?
1: Say? Yeah, the the long con, the long con to success. Shout out to back to pack for being wrong about everything. Um, let's see here. Shout out Fudgy. To what else we got? Fudgy. Uh gosh. You know, Fudgie was calling for Morris's head, wanted Sermon in again. It's like if Thurman on that last drive would have uh would have taken the ball and ran for three yards down the right hash uh four times in a row and then it would have been the end of the game. So uh Well if it had been against so,
0: Woodville, it would have been a pick six, but
1: uh Yeah. He would have he would have maybe uh hit uh hit Ty, Ty Jones on that 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 hesitation where where Morris woefully underthrew that thing and it was late. That was a pretty uh Pretty bad one, but you know I'll take it. I mean, the, the, he showed that he bounced back and and, uh, and, and he learned. You know, I mean, ZTF got his his prime time moment and and now it's a big one. And hopefully the the recruits the recruits are out there that are looking at this team having fun and seeing that, that hey it's it's fun to be a Husky again and and you're gonna get to to put on a show. And if you're good, you're gonna play and young and there's opportunity and guys aren't buried on the bench. LP has a seniority. Seniority. I'm making up words now. It's getting late. And uh, uh but uh yeah, it was uh, it was a great game for Jimmy Lake, you know, and, and he's lucky because this would be a completely different conversation had it gone a couple a couple different ways, but um you know, they pulled it off. Fuck, I don't know how we did it.
0: Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, as we conclude here, um, the one thing to, to lo- look forward to in this coming week is it's going to be another uh, another week of rollicking good fun times over at Hardcore Husky. And if you're someone out there listening that hasn't been to the site, uh, feel free to uh, drop on by HardcoreHusky.com, go to the main board there. Probably want to stay away from the Tug Tavern and that kind of thing. Um, and <laughs> And, uh, and and then feel free to register. You can register for free and, and uh, join the gang there. And uh, don't be too intimidated if you start posting and people start hazing you and telling you to leave and stuff like that because that's all part of the uh, routine here. It's kind of like a, a frat house or something, I guess you could say. But um, uh, anyways, it's a, it should be another fun week. And uh, I'm guessing we'll probably end up playing Washington State by the just the reading the tea leaves here, so...
1: Yep, yep, that's my, that's my thought too, is Washington State. And, uh, yeah, come, come join Hardcore Husky. You know, Derek, uh, we joke a lot, but it, I really, I really love the site. Um, and it's, I've been there, on there now eight years, and, uh, a lot of the people are carryovers, and it's just a great community. It's just gotta, <laughs> gotta just uh, lurk a little, figure it out and and rock and roll. If you if, if you if you love the huskies and you, and you, your skin's a, a little thicker than most then, then come on down and and it's a, it's a good time to get some <laughs> incredible insight. Uh stay out of the tug or wear a hazmat suit, one or the other and, and uh, just, you know, have yourself a ball.
0: Yep, on the other hand though if you're like my dad who's a bit more, you know, um conservative and and soft-spoken and stuff and I've I've asked him a couple of times, uh, hey, you know, uh, why don't you come over and hang out at Hardcore Husky and see what's going on with, you know, recruiting and see what's going on on the main board and the, the chatter. And, and he said, oh, <laughs> well, you know, I've been to your website a couple of times. Uh, that was probably enough. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even tell. I can't even show my dad. I can't even show. I don't even want him to know. I'm just like, uh what are you doing there? You know, I'd rather even think it's a softcore porn site than, than what it actually is. Ah, uh, you know, just me and my you know heavy uh, hardcore husband
0: site again. Don't worry about it. You know. yeah. so, curated by time. Irish Dog. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, Irish Dog Twenty Two. Uh, R- R.I.P. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so hey, well, great talking with you, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk again next week.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Go dogs. Go dogs. Yeah. Right.